there, gorgeous. I know it's hard living in today's world to find out the right one for you, but trust me, I've been thinking the same thing for years now. But let me tell you about mine and how you can stay away from making the same mistakes as me. Hey, hey, it's Ellie here. Let's just start from the beginning where I guess you can say all of my past situationships have began and how they have led up to what they are now. So... It all starts out, I went to a really small school right here in Arkansas, and I myself graduated with 63 students, including me. So I do have to say that it, it was a very small school, and if you know anything about small schools, is that word gets around so easy and so quick, and I guess a thing that made it kind of worse was that I also had family that worked at that school. So if I wasn't the first one to find out about something, it was probably my mother or my grandmother. So that really did not help my case any at all. But I have always been that girl who dates the star player of any sport. And me, myself, I'm a big like sports fanatic. I love anything about sports. Um, so I started dating this guy in the seventh grade and... At the moment in time, I know every girl feels like this, I thought I was going to marry that man. Just because be, being myself, being the little 7th grader, I was like, yeah, I feel like I really like this guy. It was just something it probably shouldn't have been. And he had an attitude to him, and I really was like, um, okay. So I would get just like smart remarks back and just get mixed signals from him. And therefore, it wasn't just really working out for me. So I would deal with it and I would keep dealing with it until it got to the point where I said, okay, I've had enough of this. I cannot do it anymore. So I ended up ending that relationship with him. And when I ended that relationship with him, my mother was furiated. She said, Ellie, no, like, I really like this guy. I know you like this guy. We love his family. I think you should give it another go around. And that right there is a red flag. Just because your parents like them does not mean you have to like them. I was like, okay, mom, because just a little sight into like who I am. I am a big, big, big people pleaser. I love to make sure everybody is happy, even if that means putting myself on the back burner. And that's something I've learned throughout the years. And especially now coming into college, I was just saying to myself like, yeah, let me please them. I, I want them to think good things of me. And that was not at all what I should have done. So after talking to my mom, I was like, okay, I'll give it another go around. And therefore I did. That lasted about a good three days. And that was about it. That's all I could take anymore. So there is like the first thing is just because your parents like them does not mean that you have to like them. It's just it that right there is honestly probably the one one of the worst things you could ever do to yourself and that will create such a traumatic like experience I guess in your head it'll make you think many different things and it's just not it's not good for you so don't do that So I guess you'll need a little more of an inside about me so we can just start this podcast off right. 
Um, like I said, my mom and my grandmother worked at the school that I went to. I graduated with 63 students. And I was always in what you would, I guess, call it as a clique. Because you always typically do at most schools, I think, have that one group of friends that is like, I guess you could call it the popular group, the one that every girl wants to be a part of. And me being myself at the young age I was, let me just tell you, it was the wrong decision. It was the wrong decision because I felt like I needed to have the top grades. I needed to be in all the sports and all the extracurricular activities and do everything right just so I was pleasing everybody else in that friend group and making sure that I kept a friend in that friend group. And so going throughout high school, I was always having to deal with them talking behind my back and saying, oh, did you see what she did? Don't, no, don't talk to her. Don't do that. It, it was just the little things that kind of irk me that kind of got under my skin. But I am a very standoff person. Like, if you aggravate me, I'm not going to say a word to you about it. And I'm not going to say anything to anyone else about it. So, like, for example, my senior year, I had a teacher get fired for slurring a word at me that I probably shouldn't mention on here. But I was like, okay, so I was just sitting in class and one of my friends in that friend group asked me a question or asked the teacher a question, actually. And she said, so who do you think is this and who do you think is that? And so the teacher proceeded to tell her her thoughts on that question that had just been asked. And it included my name in not the best way. And that teacher knew nothing about me. She didn't know, like anything in my personal life rather than that I made good grades in her class. And so after she did that, I was like, okay, I kind of see how it is. And then I just kind of brushed it off my shoulder and put it behind me. I was like, that, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. I mean, I'm just going to go on about my day. And so after that, one of the girls that I would actually consider a real friend in class, I guess she decided to go home and tell her mother about what happened. Now, me, I went home and I didn't say a word to my mom about it. And I was like, she don't need to know. Uh, what What she doesn't know won't hurt her. And so, I just went on about the rest of my week. And I come back the next week to school and that teacher was not in our class. So, it was kind of funny just thinking about it. I was like, hmm, well, she might just be sick. Like, there's no telling where she's at. And uh, that sub that was subbing for the teacher that was out... She got a phone call and she said, hey, Ellie, we need you to go down to the principal's office. There is something the principal's wanting to ask you. So I was a little nervous. I mean, why would anybody not be nervous to go down to the principal's office when you're such a good student? So I went down there and she proceeded to ask me a few questions. And I mean, I, I just broke out in tears. I was like, you know, like this happened and this happened, like. But I don't want people thinking I'm the reason that this teacher is getting in trouble. And she's like, no, like everybody in this class is getting interrogated. You're not, your words not going to, like you're, nothing's going to come out of your mouth that isn't true. I mean, I completely believe you. So when I had proceeded to leave the principal's office, I, I was feeling 
many different feelings. I, I mean, I didn't even know what to think. And so come back and nobody was talking to me in my class. Like not, literally I was kicked out of almost everything that my friends did. They did not want to see me, did not want to speak to me because we ended up getting word at the end of the week of that at the end of the week at school that our teacher had been dropped from her license. She had like been confiscated from the school practically. Like she was not able to come back. And that was everybody's favorite teacher. So therefore she was gone and everybody thought it was my fault. And I mean, I feel like I feel like anybody else would feel and I was like, no, like, no, it wasn't my fault. My friends are gonna hate me. They're gonna think I'm the reason. Blah, blah, blah. And so, like, that really just kind of set me off and kind of put me in a down place. And what didn't help was that the guy that I was dating in my senior year of high school, he went along with those friends of mine and was like, yeah, you're the reason she's not here anymore. Now I have to actually do classwork. We're not going to have any fun in that class. There's no way they're going to get a better teacher. Like, it was just, it was, an, it was a very traumatic experience I had going through high school. And just going through that really kind of pushed me off to the side. And I'm usually, like, I'm typically a really good student. I don't like to miss days in class. Uh, I'm always on top of my work. But after dealing with that, my parents wanted me to move schools. They said, I don't want you. I don't care if it's senior year. They said, I don't want you in any part of that because it wasn't your fault. Like, you didn't tell anybody. Uh, I don't know why they're thinking it's you. Like, this this is completely insane. I had girls uh, putting things on social media. I had girls walking up to me at school. I actually got pushed into a locker. And if you've ever seen me before, I'm kind of hard to push into a locker. I'm almost 5'10 and 100-something pounds. So, I mean, it, it took a lot to put me down into that locker, and they sure did it. So it was the typical bully that you would see at a school. And going through all of that, really put a damper on not only my senior year, but it kind of put everything into perspective of what I had dealt with in the past years with those girls. So after that, I just said to myself, okay, I'm removing myself from this group. I am not going to be doing anything else with them, even if it kills me. So I ended up hanging out with the girls that, you know, weren't the so popular girls, but they also wanted to be able to go out and have fun and have a true friend and I started hanging out with them and they kind of comforted me in a way that I have personally never been comforted before by a friend group and just getting into that friend group really helped me build just different relationships with them that I had never had before and it made not only other students but other faculty and staff realize this girl isn't who those people think she is she actually has a good heart and loves to do things for other people they're like she wasn't the one that got that teacher in trouble it, it wasn't her like it's funny everybody but that realized it except for that class I was in and so like just dealing with that and dealing with that boyfriend that I had at that time the fact that he did not stand up for me really kind of showed me his true character and not only that but I even got cussed out by him for so, being so-called the girl that got that teacher in trouble and got her license uh, provoked from her. 
And just dealing with that, I said, okay, I see where we stand here. I do not want to have anything to do with you on that emotionally roller coaster of a level. So I kind of backed off a little bit. I mean, yeah, we were still dating, but I told him, I said, I'm not going to stand here and let you talk bad about me, not only to my face, but say it behind my back. And you, you know, we can be done if you want to. So he was like, no, like, please don't like, I'll be better. You know what? It didn't get better. It did not. So just dealing with all that really kind of showed me, okay, so when you go to college, your goal is to get a whole new set of friends, find girls that you know will be there for you in the long run, find girls that, but let me just give you a little backstory now on that boy that did that. He and me started dating around the 10th grade and you know, I also went through that phase again. I was like, okay, I really like this boy. I think it's going to last through the rest of high school. We're going to end up being high school sweethearts. Now it has not, obviously. And I have talked to many other different guys. And those as well have not worked out either. But I feel like this one that I'm currently talking to now, I feel like that has a little bit more of a future than looking back and looking at that guy I dated now. Um, but he did not have the best life growing up. His dad left when he was younger at a very young age. So he was raised by his mom. And so therefore he never had a father figure in his life to really show him how to treat a girl. So I got in that relationship with him. You know, we went through that honeymoon phase of we were always excited to be with each other. We did not spend any time apart. And when I say we spent no time apart, we literally did not spend probably any time apart. Every day we would see each other at school. We'd walk in the halls together. We would, you know, go to athletics. Eighth period, we would get done with athletics. We would pick each other up and we'd go eat, go back to his house and, you know, just enjoy a night together. But now that I look at it and you know when people say abs, not abstinence, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. I could not say any more how true that statement is because I've began to realize don't spend every day together or you're going to get tired of them. Especially, like, you're not married right now to anybody. Don't. Do not wear yourself out. Like, you're still young. Go have fun. Go hang out with your friends. You do not have to be around them all the dang time. Like, it just, I think that's one reason me and him didn't end up working out. So, when we were dating in high school, like I said, we went through that honeymoon phase. And after we got out of the honeymoon phase, I could tell things just kind of dropped off. And when they dropped off, I mean, it was like it was off the Grand Canyon. It was pretty insane. So, when we stopped being so sweet to each other, um, we would kind of make smart remarks back to each other. You know, every now and then. But I've gotten a lot better over the years of not letting little things like that get to my head. Because I used to be really bad at it. I would just, everything would hurt my feelings. Because I'm an only child, so therefore, nobody used to hurt my feelings as much like my parent was. But now it's just kind of different. But when we were dating, he would get so mad at me that he would, you know, throw stuff. He would go punch a wall if he had to get mad. 
And that's not something I don't think guys should do, especially around a girl. And it got to the point where he started calling me names and cussing at me almost insanely too much. And so I said, okay, um, this is not what I thought you were. And I did have to say at one point, I probably said something I shouldn't have said. He proceeded to call me a name. And I looked at him, and now that I think about this, I'm like, okay, Ellie, you probably should not have said that. You just let your anger get to you. But I said to him, I said, um, I'm sorry you didn't have a father figure growing up to show you actually how to treat a girl, but that is not the way to treat her. And now that I look back at it, I'm like, you know, that was kind of really rude of you. You should not have said that. So I can just say I'm never going to say that again. But just seeing back on that, I'm like, okay, that's how I know I don't want a man treating me. I don't want being called names. I don't want to be talked about behind my back, especially having dealt with that all through high school. I'm kind of better about standing up to stuff like that now. So it just, it proves a little more of like how much a person is building. And I really think that is something many of you should start doing because I see it still now that we all need to work on that. Okay, so when me and that boy ended up breaking up, I graduated the year when COVID began. So my mom being a respiratory therapist, therefore she dealt with the lungs and the chest right where COVID tends to hit everyone. And so my parents would go to work, my mom would go to work and dad, and they would come home and, you know, take all their clothes off outside, put them in the washer as soon as they got inside, go take a shower. Just, we were very distant from each other. And so my mom being a respiratory therapist, she said, Ellie, I don't want you leaving this house. I do not want you getting sick. I don't want you risking that. I mean, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner now with your grandmother every day. Like, it's practically just you two together. So she said, I think it's best if you don't see him right now, maybe when it gets better. And I said, okay, like, I get it. So I went on three months, actually past our expected graduation date, and I had not seen him. So it got to the point where he was like, you know, like, I want to see you again. It's been a ridiculous amount of time. And I said, okay, like, you can't come inside, but you could drive to my house and we could talk through the window. And I guess he had realized I had kind of backed off and I was just not acting the same at all. And so he drove to my house and he told me, he said, like, Ellie, what is wrong with you? I said, you know, I just, I really don't know. Like, just give me a little bit. I guess I'm in my head. Let's just work things out a little more. And he's like, well, I'd like to come inside to see you. I said, you know, I wish you could, but... My mom doesn't think you can't. Like, she doesn't think anyone needs to be inside the house. But we can talk through the window. And so, therefore, that kind of aggravated him, not only at me, but at my parents. And the second red flag is if a boy ever talks about your parents, you let him know right then and there that that is not the way to go. Because he proceeded to call my parents' names. And I said, no, actually, I'm done talking to you. You can go home. You do not speak upon my parents in that language that you did. So he's like, no, 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 I'm going to back off. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. I'm not going to say it again. I said, no, you can go home today. Maybe see me later. 
So he kind of threw a fit through the window. I watched him and just kind of zoomed off in his truck when he got in. So I was like, mm, that's a little weird. So when my parents got home, I was like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know that he said this about y'all. And I was not very fond of it. So after he did that, my parents kind of were like, this isn't really the guy that I thought he was. Because once again, my mom fell in love with him as well as I did. And if it, if you know anything, like parents will end up loving a guy more than you do. And it's kind of hard to get out of that. So a few days went by and one of the guys I used to work with when I was 16 years old, it was his birthday and I proceeded to wish him a happy birthday. And so after I wished him a happy birthday, me and him messaged a little more and probably a little more than we should have. So therefore, I had always said when I was working at 16, I said, oh my gosh, I think this is the guy that I will finish a future with while I was still dating that guy in high school. And so when that happened, I was like, okay, we ended up messaging like all day and we messaged till 3 a.m. in the morning. It was, it was an immaculate amount of time that we messaged. And so after we messaged, uh, said I was going to bed, I ended up losing more feelings for the guy that I was currently dating. And I told my mom and she said, no, Ellie, like, just give him a chance. He will be okay. So therefore I did give him a few more days and I just said, Mom, I, I can't do this no more. And she proceeded to tell me, Ellie, I think you're making a really big mistake. But, you know, you do you. So after she told me, you know, Ellie, do you, I did. And I said, yeah, I can't see myself with this guy anymore. And after I thought about that, I proceeded to message him and say, you know, I really don't think this is going to work out. I know we've been through a lot together, but I just hope we can stay friends, like anybody would do. And when I told him that, I've never seen anybody blow up more than they have. He proceeded once again to cuss me out, call me names, and said, you know, some actually really morbid stuff to me. I was scared for my life. Like, I was obviously having to stay home by myself while my parents were at work and you know that kind of scared my mom as well and she's like you know make sure you lock the doors when we go to work I don't want him coming over here and you know doing something you shouldn't and I was like mom I don't think you realize how crazy he can be like he could probably burn our house down and you know that kind of scared her so I had to keep my phone by me for the next few days and you know, after he said those things to me, really made me lose all love for that man. And so after that, I just continued messaging that other guy. And, you know, it kind of got on my mom's nerves. It got to the point where my mother did not speak to me for two or three days. She's like, I think you've made the worst mistake of your life. You know, you broke up with this guy and you're already messaging another guy. Like, how is that going to make this guy feel and I was like, like, Mom, you've seen the way he treated me. You've seen the way I was not treated like I should be. And me still being young, I've learned a lot more of how I should be treated. Like, you should all, a girl should 
practically I feel like be bowed down to you should treat a girl right you should always say you know this is gold on my arm here but he failed to do so so therefore I broke up with him and I like I continued messaging that other guy and he asked me he said hey let's hang out so I was like okay um let me ask my parents first before I drive you know an hour and 15 minutes to see you and he's like okay yeah that's fine I asked my mother and she still did not speak to me she said I think you should get back together with your high school boyfriend and so therefore I kind of had a mental breakdown and I said I don't want to but I'm a people pleaser still so I'm going to do it for you so I stopped messaging that other guy and I texted my high school boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, whatever you want to call him at this point. And I said, hey, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I think we should give this another go around. So, you know, he kind of said, okay, um, we can try. I don't know how well this is going to work, but we can try. And so we gave it another go around, became boyfriend and girlfriend again for probably two days, two or three days. And my mom got happy again. She was like, okay, you're giving this another go around. It makes me happy. So she began speaking to me again. And she could tell I was not into the relationship like I used to be with him. could tell he was not just by his messages and his phone calls. And I told mom at one point, I said, mom, you want your daughter to be happy. And I'm not in a happy place right now. And she said, okay, Ellie, I get it. Just do your best. So I did my best for a few more days. And I told her, I said, Mom, I'm serious. I cannot do this anymore. She's like, okay, Ellie, if you think you're making the right decision, go ahead and break up with him again. So I proceeded to text him again and called him. And I said, you know, I really just don't think this is going to work out. We tried. We said we were going to better each other and neither one of us have tried to he said you know this time I agree we have not improved ourselves like we said we were going to and so we broke up again and the way it kind of ended was it was all right it could have been better it could have been better but you know things happen for a reason like I completely agree in I mean I've always said you know everything happens for a reason people come into your life for a reason they're either there for you or they're there for you to teach you a lesson. And I, to this day, I probably would not get back together with him. But I think he was in my life to show me what I should and should not take from a guy. But, you know, broke up with him and began messaging that other guy again. And handed, like, you know, we just... I really thought at that time, I was like, I think I've met my husband. And so we continued to message two days into messaging. I mean, I was already getting called sweet names. You know, let me take you out here. We'll go do this. We'll go do that. And I just, I was practically starstruck at that point. And so after that, you know, mom was like, Ellie, this is the guy that I told you when you were 16 that you worked with, that I thought that was going to be your future right there. She said, I think there's a side to him that we don't know yet, but I think that this might work out for you. 
And, you know, I was like, yes, mom, yes. Can I go see him? Can I hang out with him? Can he come over here? And she was like, you know, yeah, 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 go for it. He was by far the best looking guy I probably have ever talked to. And, you know, I really thought I'd hit the jackpot. I knew him since I was 16. I knew his brother. I knew his family. You know, we went and played basketball, like, against those school teams that we went to. So we felt like we had a lot in common. And when I was 16, he was 20 years old. So that right there should have been a red flag to me that, you know, he's already, I'm still in school. And then when I graduated, you know, I just graduated school. So I was fresh out of high school. I was a freshman in college. And that he has a lot more learned already than I do. And so, you know, I kind of was like, you know, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm going to wait around and see. So I did and ended up hanging out with him. And I mean, I was in awe of him. I told mom and I, and she said, Ellie, I have never seen your eyes light up as much as they do about when you talk about him. And I said, mom, I, she said, I told her, I said, mom, I think that is my husband. And I never prayed so hard for somebody. And let me just tell you, I'm just going to keep praying <laughs> because apparently that was not it. But, you know, everything happens like it's supposed to, like I said. And you either learn a lesson or you live a lesson. But I don't want to get into it too much because we will find out what is going on with that in the next episode of Come On, Treat Her Right. I hope you all have a great rest of your evening. Bye, y'all. Thank you.